If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, me, million dollar Miranda Morales here as your host host of the hashtag Miranda show, which is a proud part of the chair shot radio network, which you can find on the chair shot.com. Oh, okay. We just, we just go. Yeah. The chair shot.com always use your head. This time the I, computer did it to you. Not me. I wonder, sometimes I always wonder if it's a trap, like as soon no. as they start talking, the soundbite plays. That wasn't on purpose. Not this time. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I think we're good now. I think we're there good we now. Go. Yes. I am being joined by Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Confirmed. We're good. Um, I'm being joined by my co-host. He is the producer of this show, the kingpin of the chairshot.com, the king of shit takes. And if you didn't know, he's also a wrestling promoter. The one, the only, the Reverend Greg DeMarco. A soundbite's gonna play at some point. It, it's <laughs> it's picking and choosing. When it wants to That's, go. All right. So, there we go. We just I'm going to have to rely on not using sound bites. And that just sounds wow, terrible. Wow. That just, that's, that's a world I didn't know we would live in, but here we are. Fortunately, it seems like we have to, because I just clicked one. It's like a good five seconds. We're on a little bit of a time delay with the sound bites, but nevertheless, nonetheless, we will keep the show. The show must go on. Must. So. It must. It shall. And this week, well, we're going to be following up on last week's topic. We did a quick and dirty episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show last week when we talked about the Iron Survivor Challenge matches for NXT Deadline. This week, we're going to be talking about that and much, much more. Some of the big surprises from Deadline rolling into this week's NXT that and much much more on this week's episode of the hashtag Miranda show but before we get into it you know it's that time of the episode where we get you an update on IZW Impact Zone Wrestling happening in February the first show of the year well that's going to be happening uh, February 25th at the Horny Toad in Glendale. Monster will be happening, I'd love to say, sets the tone for the whole year of IZW and what a year it will be. We have some big VIP updates, including a first time ever 
for VIP as far as expanded tickets and our v- one of our VIP matches have been announced. So, Greg, I'm going to let you do the honors and share the big VIP news that broke this week. Well, they kind of go together, but we did announce today, uh, well, today being Tuesday when we record this, that the VIP main event has been released. And, and what a main event it is. It could literally main event any event here in the state of Arizona. Um, and the more I say the word event now, I just can't help but think of things. Oh, yeah, it's, um, it's a thing. It is a thing. And that thing is Evan main event Daniels going one-on-one with Arizona's favorite son, EJ Sparks, in the VIP main event. These are not the type of talents that you would see on VIP, but we always want to make VIP more than worth it. And we've outdone ourselves. This is probably the biggest VIP match we've ever put on in, in one of our cards. And I'm very excited about it and, and what it means for the fans and what it means for the two guys. This match does have additional stakes attached to it. As if main event Daniels and EJ Sparks wasn't enough, the winner of this match will enter Monster in the final position at number 13. So number 13 is up for grabs. Daniels versus Sparks, which is huge. And we sold out VIP long ago before anything was announced for VIP whatsoever. And I knew once this then got announced, I'd probably hear it from some people who didn't get VIP. And so one of the ideas that I had, we've never done this before, but we're always looking for new things. We're always looking for new opportunities. And so um, to really do take care of that before it even came out and, and, and before we heard about it, I, I went ahead and released for the first time ever. As you know, we do front row VIP for every event. That's long since been sold out. We did second row VIP for the first time ever for February 25th at the Horny Toad. So we will now have two rows of VIP seating. So you can guarantee yourself a seat in one of the first two rows. Now the second row is the first one is taken up at the Horny Toad. You get to see multiple VIP matches, more than usual. Uh, VIP will actually be... uh, expanding from 30 minutes back to uh, the 60 minutes that it has been before for this. And and you get that, that reserved seat. Both rows with VIP tickets will receive the free poster of the event, just like we did last time for Front Row VIP. And we wanted more people to be able to see this great match between Main Event Daniels and EJ Sparks. And so that is your VIP Main Event. Second row seats are available, already going. Uh, already, in fact, they started going before we made the announcement. I don't know how that happened, but it did. I mean, it was it was up and it was active on the website on on the Eventbrite, but we had not said a word about it, and then all of a sudden, people start buying them. So, um, yeah, thank you to those who follow along and check our ticket site all the time. So, uh, we did sell some that way, and then of course more once the match was announced. But a huge VIP main event: Evan Daniels versus EJ Sparks, and the winner. Not, not, it's not just, not, not just like winner gets in Monster. No, winner gets to go last. Enter at number 13. The final spot in Monster goes to the winner of that match. So very excited about that. Very excited about seeing those two in the ring. It's, it's a one-on-one match that we've wanted to do for a while. Jumped at the opportunity to finally make it happen. It will be a classic. We want as many people as possible to see it. So we did open up second row VIP for you. So grab those tickets while you can and enjoy what's going to be a heck of a main event. Really big implications and not just, these are not just two ordinary competitors. These are incredibly talented wrestlers who are part of groups that just battled in a steel cage in November. So there is no love lost between these two gentlemen and the stakes are high with the winner getting the final spot in monster meaning that they will have 12 other people ahead of them and hopefully a clear path to winning monster so uh i cannot wait to see this match i am anticipating exactly you know what is going to happen um because uh, again they have already gone through some pretty big brawls uh collectively between their two groups um and I, you know, it's that on, yeah, it's been a lot on top of them just being very excellent wrestlers. These two gentlemen know how to go in the ring. And so I don't know if I'm going to see a wrestling match or a bra or what. Um, Probably both. Probably both. (laughs) Probably both. Who knows? Um, Which again, and 
the stakes are high. So, uh, and the big amazing. thing here is that I'm glad they're getting this this match and this, the platform they are, and, and and getting this type of a main event spotlight because the crux of the feud between Final Destination and the Regulators was Charles Cassius and Thugnificent, and that's where the mm-hmm. attacks were, and that's where everything has been brewing and going. And of course, you know, Charles Cash is the only person to pin Thugnificent since he won the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. But these two are, are in no way, you know, second chair to anybody. And mm-hmm. two extremely decorated professional wrestlers in the state of Arizona and beyond, and just two of the very best inside the ring, and, and two of... of some of the most valuable players from the MVPs of IZW. So this spotlight, this match, absolutely well-deserved, and I'm excited for them to have that, and I'm excited for everyone to see it, and I can't wait to see it myself. Yeah, and I think just an amazing VIP main event. And there are now more tickets for VIP. Uh, so IZW has done you a solid. They've expanded VIP, so now... You have to get your tickets. There is no excuse to get your now second row VIP uh, tickets to be able to see this match with the winner being able to go in at number 13 for the Monster Battle Royal. Uh, So, Greg, where can our listeners find their tickets for Monster? So multiple ways, of course, any of our social media accounts will have our ticket link in the bio or in the post, and those are at IZW Wrestling AZ. You can also go to IZWWrestling.com and get through the ticketing site that way. Either one will work. It will all take you to the same place. It will all be the same price. There's not one that's better than the other. At IZW Wrestling AZ on your social media and IZWWrestling.com. And before that, though, a very special holiday treat from uh, our sponsors at 3D Sports Cards. They're holding their holiday extravaganza this Saturday, December 17th from 4, I'm sorry, from 11 to 4 p.m. at the American Legion Post 44. Um, They will have a part of a, a of an extravaganza with different vendors that are going to be selling comic books, figurines, collectibles, toys, and much, much more. Uh, $5 for admissions, and you get three raffle tickets for each entry. And every IZW champion will be in the house uh, doing signings and autographs. That includes the new 3D Sports Fighting Champion, Mr. Classic will be in attendance. Of course, you got your world heavyweight champion, Thugnificent, there. And your women's world champion, Bryn Thorne, will be in attendance. Uh, and maybe some additional IZW talent in the house. Uh, you just got to go out and see. That is this Saturday, December 17th at the American Legion Post 44 from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I believe that is uh, 7145 East 2nd Street in Scottsdale. Um, So you got to go and visit. And while you're there, you'll be able to do some last-minute holiday shopping uh, to get really some of the best collectibles in the entire state of Arizona. Um, 3D Sports Cards on their social media has made some plugs um, on a chance to win a Larry Fitzgerald signed football, a certified football, uh, or a Kurt Kurt Warner signed and certified football, uh, full-size helmet, actually. you know that's what I believe is is being available for the uh, the uh, raffle, um, and they're going to have again tons of uh, sports cards and memorabilia that are available, and you can do photo ops and autograph signings with all three of your current IZW champions. So go ahead. That is this Saturday, December seventeenth, at the American Legion, uh, Post Forty Four, Seventy One Forty Five East Second Street, Scottsdale. Uh, $5 per person, but kids 12 and under are free with one paid admission. So the kiddos can come and every paid, every entry paid will be entered into a drawing for one of three prizes. So uh, make sure you are following 3D Sports on social media. Um, they are at Instagram at 3D Sports Cards. I believe that is the same as well on Facebook. Yes, you are 100% correct. At 3D Sports Cards on both Instagram and Facebook. They, they, like you, are not on the Twitter. 
And yeah, come on out. I'll be there. Uh, stop by. Of course, you can see all the champions in IZW. Um, there's a rumbling that, that one of those champions might get paid a visit. We'll see. Um, maybe returning a favor or returning a visit that may have, may have recently taken place. Um, I don't want to say, but things can happen. So you just never know, but yeah, it's going to be a great time. Great last minute holiday shopping. These are all collectibles, signed items, so much more in person. So you're not going to buy something and wait for it to arrive. You will leave with whatever items you look to buy. Plus the great raffle drawing. So Come check it out. And if you are also in the mood for some last minute holiday shopping, I got a place for you to go. But in order to do that, Greg, I'm going to need your help. I can help. I can help. Yeah. Yes. Greg, go ahead. Do me a favor and wind it up. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. Yes, if you are in the mood to shop for those you love, your friends, your family, and all of the above, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot where you can find t-shirts there for Impact Zone Wrestling and TheChairShot.com. There you're going to find a ton of different designs that you can customize in different colors and styles, which includes soft style. So go ahead. And while you're at it, why don't you treat yourself too and get yourself a t-shirt. Like uh, the multiple IZW t-shirts like Arizona's Best, the IZW New World Order shirt, uh, the IZW NWA design, IZW Pride, as well as for Chair Shot, of course, the OG Chair Shot logo, multiple always use your head t-shirts and, well, our t-shirts like the Everybody Hates Greg shirt and the Queen of Sauce style t-shirt. T-shirts start at $19.99, but again, you can customize them. And for a few dollars more, you can get any t-shirt in soft style. So why don't you do something nice for those that you love or just for yourself and go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your t-shirt today. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. A little bit of a delay. We'll fix it in post, right? We'll just, we'll just. Uh, maybe. Edit that I don't out. even know how to fix that. Maybe part. not. You just <laughs> have to suffer. You have to suffer with us. Just suffer along. So, NXT deadline happened this past Saturday. Last week, we talked about the Iron Survivor Challenge matches, where we gave our thoughts and predictions on both the women's and men's matches. And this week, well, we're going to talk about that and more. But before we get into our breakdown of the matches, uh, what were your overall thoughts on NXT deadline? I thought it was a really straightforward great show you know less is more even though you had the two iron survivor matches really um towards the bookends towards i say uh because we had the main event still um still a, a really you know easy to watch entertaining show uh flowed overall pretty pretty well i think there was a few little things um i changed as far as the order but still for a new concept uh, of a of a match to be introduced and how well um, you know NXT has continued on with their product. Uh, a really enjoyable, watchable show. 
I agree. I, I it was a very enjoyable show. I did very much enjoy it. All five matches I thought were great. Um, you know, even if one maybe one wasn't as good as the other, still nothing bad, nothing in, uh, not enjoyable. There's a change that I would make to the event as well, quite similar that we'll talk about um, later on. But overall, I think it was a very enjoyable show. I think it's um, I'm excited for the possibility of when these events do move and and get out of the performance center so i think mm. that'll be good that'll that's be gonna be so good i think it's gonna just feel like that's where you get a little bit back to the nxt of old when you mm-hmm. had nxt on the road nationally um that truly some of the nxt crowds for the takeovers in different places is you know the golden age yeah uh, you know no last, pun intended the last couple of these would have played very well in front of a different crowd and <laughs> And I'm excited that they're doing that. It's so funny, though, this is an aside. They keep talking about how the one coming up in February is the first time in two years NXT's been on the road. And I'm like, you went on the road in April in Dallas for Stand and Deliver. Like, I feel like we're forgetting about Stand and Deliver, even the company itself. Um, but it is very exciting that they're doing that and, and going off. And I think it's time. I think it'll do very well. And I'm excited to see. What happens with NXT on the road? Because I do think this version of NXT, this product, is worthy of the arena crowd and the arena show. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we're going to be starting off our conversation about NXT deadline with, well, the first match of the night. And that was the Women's Iron Survivor match. Uh, Your five competitors were Roxanne Perez, Indy Hartwell, Cora Jade, Kiana James. Uh, and Zoe Stark. So, I mean, this match itself, to me, you know, I was a little nervous going into this match with the fact that you had, you know, really the first time we were going to see this concept play out. Um, and also with, you know, all, all of the kind of the, the timelines and the kind of anticipated spots, you know, how well this was going to to go. But I felt like overall the flow of the match was a lot better than I expected. I guess when you go in with like maybe mild expectations, anything that goes above it is, hey, a, a job well done. But I honestly really liked how it started with Zoe and Roxanne. I felt like these were the kind of the two best to get it rolling. So I think it was a very, very smart decision to have them um, start. And I have to admit, I was really impressed with Kiana James's performance um, overall. I really kind of, when I was seeing some of her moves in, in the match really thinking about what you were saying is you know her moment um in the spotlight and how i think she was truly a dark horse and um i think had an oppressive performance i did think it was strange where she was the one out of all the iron survivor component uh, participants both men and women who got not not a single pinfall so i don't know if they're going to play that into a storyline i think they should uh um, yeah because it doesn't make any sense that she got none. I, again, that's just kind of my my uh, initial thoughts on on the match and again, who we predicted to win did win. So pretty pretty straightforward there. What were your thoughts on the women's Iron Survivor uh, match? I very much enjoyed it. I was I had some questions going in to the women's Iron Survivor match um, specifically. There just about the not just the women's but the concept in general. That were answered. I really, one never got answered in either match. And that was what happens if a pinfall took place during the first five minutes? Are we just going to sit there and watch somebody wait? Like, what are we going to do? Um, didn't happen because, you know, we've got the penalty. Didn't happen because, yeah, because also this is predetermined. So exactly. They, they can just, work around They that. book it. I mean, granted, I think that was part of the, the allure of this too was the fact that they were trying to make it into more of a sport yeah. um, and a little bit more unpredictable. But at the end of the day, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is predetermined. So, and that was an uh, aspect of it too that I think is vastly underrated. Um, the presentation overall that WWE utilized with the graphics, with everything, really kept you in the it. loop. You knew what was I going liked on it. in the match, and I it was I dug in, it. in this world of wrestling where time can be manipulated at times. Um, you know, far be it from from me or any other person maybe in a rumble type match to to extend a segment or shorten a segment um you know those those things do happen 
Go back and watch the 2019 Royal Rumble. You'll see why it was an hour and 15 minutes long because uh, the entrances took up like the whole two minutes for some people. So that's why that match was so long. But they kept to the time. They kept everything. And and I thought that aspect of it was very well done. And the presentation was just top notch, as is to be expected for WWE. But that really helped. It enhanced the match. Did not take away from the match. In any way, couple countdowns from the crowd. The crowd wasn't a very good and Royal Rumble buzzer crowd at all. I thought they would have done more with that, but they didn't. But overall, I enjoyed the match. I thought what they did was good. Like you said, Keanu James was great. I you talk about the best two people to start the match. I think you could have told a good story if Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade started the match. Um, but 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 I do think Zoe Stark was fine to be in there. Um. I'm glad Roxanne Perez won, especially because she was the kind of the one who first had a fall scored on her. She might have had the most falls scored on her of anybody in the match, but uh, did pull out the victory and and pulled it off as we predicted here last week. And the right person won. Like that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. she has the momentum. She has the popularity of all five people in the match. Given the landscape of NXT right now, and and with Mandy Rose, who was the champion at the time. She really was the best person to win that. I think while none of them, Kiana James is actually probably the best promo of the bunch. Zoe Stark being the worst promo of the bunch. I do think Roxanne Perez is the closest in, in terms of her promo skills of getting there and in ring storytelling. She's just phenomenal. And she, yeah. she uses her size. Well, and she's, yeah, she's one of the best baby faces in all of NXT in all and of NXT of all time. Like she's really is that, They've never really had a female Rey Mysterio until now. And short of cringing every time she runs the ropes, because she does this weird thing where she grabs the rope with her bottom hand. That's really annoying. Um, but you wouldn't know it if you didn't know. I think it's because she's so short. I don't know. I I would imagine the short people just have to grab the rope and leverage it a little bit. I'm sure it's just in a different way. Less than five feet. You can tell she does it. In a way that she's always done it. And look, Booker T trained her. And if you wanted her to stop, she would have stopped by now. That was another aspect of the match that was great. I don't know. You always hear Pat McAfee talk about how he doesn't know what's going to happen. doesn't know what's going to happen. I don't know if Booker T knew she was going to win. But the man was crying. And that was just cool. And he talked about it on his podcast how he tried to hold hold it back and then decided not to. And he also said this run in NXT in terms of commentary has been the the most real version of Booker T that we've ever heard on commentary. And that was just a great moment. I can't wait to watch NXT and see how he was on tonight's broadcast. Um, but in general, that really added to the moment where, and you could tell it was unexpected. And, and I'm still not the biggest Vic Joseph fan in the world, but Booker added so much. Um, he's added a lot to the whole New Day thing too with, with Pretty Deadly. But overall, I thought this match was great. It was a great way to kick off the concept. Um, and, and the right person won. And, and I think the steps that have taken place after that, probably the right steps to take as well. Uh, and let's get into it. So on this week's NXT, Roxanne Perez talking about momentum went into this week's NXT with the full momentum on her side and asked for her match for the NXT women's championship against Mandy Rose and ended up winning in the main event to become your new NXT women's champion. Um, now with Mandy Rose, I believe she had the third longest NXT women's reign, just a few days shy of beating Shayna Baszler's record. Um, one where I, you know, I see it both ways. I think there's a, a subset of fans who hoped that would happen at Vengeance Day or uh, New Year's Eve or, you know, whichever the, the next kind of bigger event is happening. But in some ways, you know, it's better to, like you said, ride that momentum in to, you know, NXT and really then start the new chapter um, at the next pay-per-view. Because as we've talked about, there's already a built-in program between Roxanne and Cora. Um, Could we watch two months of build between Roxanne Perez and Mandy Rose? I just don't know. And it's the whole, we've talked about it year after year with the women's money in the bank. And you even said it this year when it happened, like they did it again, where the winner of the women's money in the bank contract cashed in on the same night or shortly thereafter, like like Nikki A.S.H. did when she won it. And it's just the storytelling is there for the women and, and they're doing a great job. They don't tell as long of stories yet 
with the no, the long no, not in the long day. And but I think also in this case, though, it's totally okay to have it in such a short notice because it I wasn't agree. like money in the bank where it could happen at any time. I think in this case, it was more Roxanne coming in saying, "I'm the number one contender. I'm not going to wait." Right. And you know, to Mandy's credit, actually giving her the match um, when she could have, you know, delayed it and dragged it out. And and giving her that match was more than I expected. So to actually now have someone who's won the Iron Survivor match and then win the women's championship too adds some umph to you know this new stipulation match, which it is needed in order to help yes. establish some legitimacy. We've talked more on the AEW side about having, you know, casino battle royales and ladder matches and you know, having pretty they much all of those title, people and that. never win except MJF being that one. And, and you didn't even really know MJF won it until af- afterwards. Um, but I, I think that it really does help establish this as a huge opportunity for whoever wins. I agree. And, and I think the timing was right. People were still talking about the Iron Survivor Challenge. Mm-hmm. And so you really to drive the concept home by having Roxanne Perez. We said last week one of them had to win. In their mm-hmm. title match. Otherwise, yep. this concept is is kind of hurt. And obviously, she did. I think people were ready for it. Roxanne Perez has had a meteoric rise in NXT. She even, you know, had an appearance on SmackDown. The few with Cora Jade, which can continue now. Um, and, and maybe Mandy Rose is involved at Vengeance Day. Who knows? But, uh, but I do think it was the right way to go. I also, had any of the other four competitors won this match, I don't see any of them then beating... Mandy Rose. I just no. don't. It, it, they're this, all this heels means, except for Indy yeah. who's in this weird place. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, maybe that was telegraphed, but it was like the telegraph type of telegraph that I was rooting for. Like I was mm-hmm. hoping that Roxanne Perez would win. Not only did I predict she win, I want, like as a fan, yeah. the fan side, you wanted her to win. And, and they paid it off in a big way. And she's just a beloved member of the NXT universe. And now they have her as champion. And I think... You know, she's still only, what, 21 years old. The sky's the limit. She's got all the time in the world. We don't have to rush her to the main roster. Mm-mm. Mandy Rose is is more than ready to go back with her new persona and, and head her back up to the main roster. So um, and maybe that happens at the Royal Rumble. Maybe it happens. Yeah, who knows? But also, yeah, to Mandy Rose's credit, like I think she did everything she could with the NXT Women's Championship and with how long she had it, with everyone that she faced, um, how she defended it. I mean, I think she took it for as far as she could. Um, And I think it was a great time to move, you know, to kind of transition that belt off of her. Um, And you're right, you know, she could go back to Raw or SmackDown. We may see her as a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. She could challenge again. She could kind of circle back to NXT at any time. But now the landscape on Raw and SmackDown is much more suited for her to come back and be more of a credible threat to anybody, you know. And I could see her having a match now with anyone on Raw and SmackDown in a yeah. way where, you know, she could have a, a much more believable match now than, you know, two years ago. Uh, so I think that this kind of Mandy Rose experiment has uh, run its course in, in, yeah, paid off in the best type of way. And now to transitioning it to, you know, one of your biggest baby faces in all of NXT is, you know, kind of the, the great way to have that feel good moment. And also um, it kind of culminates, yeah, Roxanne's rise in NXT in a very short amount of time, um, you know, that just really grew this year. Yeah, it did. And, and if you think about when Mandy Rose was originally pulled up to the main roster, everybody was like, wow, like no one, like now it's hard to think about in hindsight, but at the time, no one expected her to get moved up when she did. It was mm-hmm. a big surprise because no one thought she was ready. And and now with the development and the creation of the new character that she's had in NXT, now it's expected. And now you'd be more surprised if she didn't move up sometimes. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it worked out. I think it worked out exactly the way they wanted it to. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, big success, I think, for the Women's Iron Survivor match. And as we saw with the crowning of a new women's champion, uh, all the boxes are checked, check, check, check. Yeah. You know, I would call that side a success. We are going to be taking a quick break. And when we get to the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge match and 
match I think is the sleeper. One did not expect it to be as good, but probably the best match of the entire card. So we're going to tell you more about that after we pay some bills. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. So on the bookend, well, we're going to first talk about the men's iron survivor match, uh, which was second to last. Uh, which, you know, wasn't as surprising. I could see why, you know, probably would have been cool to have this as uh, uh, the the main, but you had your championship match in the main. Um, that included Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, Axiom, uh, J.D. McDonough, and Joe Gacy. Um, this one... Uh, two, uh, you know what? I did lie. I did say that, uh, Keanu James got no, um, not, not a single pin in there, but JD also did not, uh, get a single pin in his too. So that's, uh, that's, I do feel like they played a little bit into that, into this week's NXT. Right. Um, so I would think hopefully they would do maybe something similar with Kiana, but, uh, that was my bad. I misspoke. Um, and this one, though, I mean, what I want to say, what we kind of did talk about, who ended up fitting in a lot better than I thought was Axiom. Yeah. Um, he was a bit of a wild card coming into it, but I think he actually was a great fit for this match as far as this one being a lot more, you know, fast, fast paced, a lot more, you know, people hitting their, their spots, as they would say. Um, but I think he was a surprise of someone um really just coming in and and having a really good flow with everyone um throughout the match so i i would, would you know a little mini mvp for him because oh, yeah. um he was one when i you know saw that he was going to be in this match was thinking hmm, one of these things is not like the other um but, but when you've got five uh, people in a match i think it's a good idea I think he did compliment the match perfectly. Dude, this match had Shawn Michaels fingerprints all over <laughs> it. Like yeah. everybody I felt like was doing a Shawn Michaels impersonation at some point. And Axiom is, you know, if, if, if they can sell the masks, if they can do like, they've been trying and trying and trying and trying to get their next quote unquote Ray Mysterio. And we talked about Roxanne Perez filling that spot from the, on the women's side, but Axiom with his size, with his ability, with the flashiness, like he can go up to the main roster and be and fill that Rey Mysterio spot in the mm-hmm. future. Like he's that good in the ring. He he wasn't he didn't have the mask gimmick when he was at NXT UK wrestling as a kid. Um and and yet they gave it to him here and it's and he's you know I'm sure telling you know being told you're gonna we're gonna put you under a mask after you have been working with a mask may not be a welcome thing to hear. And but he's ran with it and he's done a really good job and. I feel like that's a character that could work long term on the mm-hmm. main roster and, and you know be a major merchandise mover and, and and a selling point for the shows in the future. Like I know everybody wants that Ray versus Dominic match right at some point down the road and we'll get it, but I think maybe a year after that and, and who knows like Ray and Axiom could be a thing and that could really be a passing of the torch because Dominic ain't Ray. Right? Dominic's not taking Ray's no 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 and spot. and that's. And Axiom, really and that's could. okay. Yeah, Axiom, it really, it really could. Who knows? That's that's a really good point. Um, what were your overall thoughts on on this Iron Survivor match? I, I was they, t- they told a very different story than the first one, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions that I had going into the first one was, what happens if two people are in the penalty box at the same time? We had that happen multiple times in this match. Sometimes it played off with a fight. Sometimes it didn't. They were just sitting there, relaxed, resting because they needed it. Um, my biggest concern of the order of entry and all of that uh, was was fine. That didn't really hurt anybody or hinder anybody, even though uh, both of your winners were, you know, into the match early. So that's something that, that you know, maybe played into it, maybe didn't. Who knows? But, um, but not as early. So I thought that it was very well done. It just told a great story. And what I really enjoyed was the fact that um, – 
it was like I said, just totally different. You had more falls in this match as opposed to the first one. And, and it just, it was exciting. And the finish was very good too. And in the first one you had Roxanne Perez getting the last pin with about two minutes left and people trying to pin her. This one, you had Grayson Waller running for his life. And, yeah. you know, after he scored the pin and, and his first two pins were bang, bang, back to back. Like he was the ultimate opportunist, right? He was edge mm-hmm. in this match. And we all thought, and I think most of the world thought that this was going to be Carmelo Hayes match to win. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and then we thought Carmelo would do what Roxanne Perez has done and go on to beat Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. I don't know that this is going to mean, mean Grayson Waller winning the NXT Championship. He has lost to um, Braun in the past, but he's a very different Grayson Waller now. Um, and maybe a different Braun too. And I think this can be a longer term story that they do build out to Vengeance Day. And, and I'm ready for it. And I think Grayson Waller... Yeah. He's got a future, and and it showed in this match. It's shown so much, as does a Carmelo Hayes, as does you know Braun Breaker, as does everyone in this match. Uh, so I really like that. One person I want to talk about really quick is Joe Gacy. We talked mm-hmm. about Joe Gacy. He has gone through this change recently, and they've redone the whole schism thing. New gear, new color scheme. They're no longer about inclusion. He basically killed that off a few weeks ago. What he hasn't really been able to show off is what he can do in the ring. And mm-hmm. here he did. And and that's something yeah. that I was glad to see for him as a performer because of the gimmick. No one thinks of Joe Gacy in that way. Now the guy's 30. No, old, so I was going to say, him. I think that was, that was something that we see him more as a persona than a wrestler. Right. And I think uh, he's been wrestling probably one of the longest of, out of anyone in this, in that match anyway. 2005, 2006. Yeah. Like he's been so, wrestling for a long time. And, and and a lot in like the ultra violent realm for him. Yes, yes, um, very very different. And now he's not, of course. Now he's in NXT and he's not going to do that anymore. But he has made the transition perfectly. And and this was kind of in the ring. This was kind of a coming out party for him. And he just hasn't had to do it in the past. And he showed here that he can hang with the Carmelo Hayes's with the the Grayson Wallers with you know the Axioms. Um, he, he showed it doesn't matter. He can, he can hang with those people as well. Um, JD McDonough too, did a great job in this match. Well, he didn't get a fall, uh, just performed everybody, all five, all 10 people really performed very well in the two iron survivor challenge matches. So nothing but positives. Yeah. The other thing, my question going into it, you know, how do you handle those last few minutes when you're in a scramble for maybe if you're a scramble for that pin, you know, how's the audience going to react? How are you really? Because that last minute or two minutes um, when you have, you know, people who are in a clear deficit, like your Keanu James and J.D. McDonough, you know, others who are in your leads um, and others who are in that in between. How do you space that out and phase that? That ended up being better than I, yeah, I imagine in my head. You know, no, they they played both of those very well. I'm at the end with you know, and the women's side scrambled to try and get that pin for the men's side. Grayson Waller just trying to you know not get caught. Um, and those were really interesting ways to do it. I, it makes it though hard. Like how many times you do this only once a year, you know. So hopefully you you only need to do it once a year. But if you do this as a tradition, that will kind of be, I think, a really hard part of planning this yeah, match is finish. how do you can how do you that finish? How do you do it where there's still action, there's still excitement, um, and, and they didn't. You still keep yeah. They, they've got. They haven't done the tie. They haven't had mm-hmm. you know the injury where someone has to get removed from the match. Like there's a lot of things they can still do. What I like about what you said was the two differences, right? In the women's Iron Survivor Challenge match. Everyone was hoping that Roxanne, like no one else would score a pin. They wanted her to win. She gets the pin and then it was about it not taking place. So for, for, for the fans watching, it was all about, oh my God, like don't let any more falls happen. And for Grayson Waller, it was like the fans were the opposite. They're like, my God, somebody get a pinfall. And, and, you know, and he's running around. And, and so it was just the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, it was different, but but also, again, both accomplished their respective goals. I have to admit, I'm surprised Grayson Waller won. He was not who I expected, as we talked about last week. We both kind of put our money on Carmelo Hayes. But when you look on the opposite side, too, of, of the women's match, so you had your big baby face take on kind of your biggest heel in the women's division, 
now, you know, you have Braun Breaker, who is your, your biggest face, you know, needing a heel. Um, it could have been, you know, multiple people in that match. I think Grayson Waller, though, I think is a, is a good choice for now. I don't know if he will be the person who takes the belt off Braun Breaker. I don't think so. Um, maybe this is a feud that gets to the next feud, you know, and maybe the Carmelo Hayes feud is what gets us through. You know, if they do end up playing this to Vengeance Day, you know, you're going to need something to get you into WrestleMania season. And maybe that's where Carmelo Hayes steps in. Yeah. Or maybe they drag this up. up, Like you've got stuff. You got stuff. So um, I feel like though Grayson Waller is not going to be the person who takes the belt off of Braun Breaker, I think this is meant to set him up as the next big contender, as kind of your your next in line for such a great opportunity. And eventually someone who can be in that main event picture, uh, you know, longer or possibly someone to win that belt in the long term. But I would be surprised if they went in that direction. I think they're really trying to establish Braun. Um, and as we saw with, you know, everyone he's faced over the past year, really trying to double down on him being almost as like mini Roman um, as someone who, you know, is a fighting champion, undefeated, unstoppable. Yeah, I, I don't. To me, I look at him more like Goldberg than than Roman, um, because Roman is like you know you're not getting on a boat with Roman Reigns. Like mm-hmm. it's just not ha- like he he's bronze a little bit. I don't know, just a different different character. Mm-hmm. But looking at Goldberg's rise and maybe the in ring style too, because Braun is still extremely. Oh yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, and I meant more personality wise, not necessarily fighting. I think Goldberg is a much better analogy, but I think placement of champion so far, um, as far as like someone who is this, you know, top of right. the the mountain uh, champion, yeah. I, it was just similar. I kind of almost look at him like Bret Hart in that regard, like oh, you know, so true. taking on all comers, taking on all the challengers, <laughs> you know, he's not obviously the excellence of execution in the ring, but the way they've managed him and managed <laughs> his title run. You know, yeah. two-time champion. People, you know, don't forget about the loss to Dolph Ziggler, and then the surprising second loss to Dolph Ziggler at the Takeover that nobody saw coming. And then, of course, wins it back on the following Raw. But that's yeah. Braun is is obviously they see the future in him, and, and they see so much. But um, it is interesting. I'm with you. I don't think Carmelo, or I don't think that Grayson Waller's the guy to beat him. But I do think that's Carmelo Hayes. But maybe they are saving that for stand and deliver because you're going to have that WrestleMania crowd who's going to be pro Carmelo Hayes. They were pro Carmelo Hayes this night too. And, and everybody I think expected, I think everyone expected Roxanne Perez to win and wanted her to win. I think they also expected Carmelo Hayes to win and wanted him to win. And of course it didn't go that way. So Carmelo is in an interesting spot because what else do you do? And I don't know if they established anything for Carmelo tonight on NXT or not, but um, I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah. As, as far as I believe, there wasn't anything set. But again, we still have some time uh, with oh, New, Year's, New Year's Evil, uh, Vengeance Day, and then, of course, you know, the road to, to WrestleMania. So I think that there's definitely still big plans for him in place. Um, and, and it just makes sense for him to be a contender for the NXT Championship down the line. Uh, but you need someone to kind of fill in that gap for now while also elevating, you know, uh, someone on your roster. And I think, um, yeah. Um, Hayes is is uh is going to be that. I think Grayson yeah. Waller. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Grayson Waller is that person to do that. So, um, yeah. Grayson Waller is going to see his biggest success on the main roster. Yeah. Speaking of main roster, let's talk about the match, the feud. I didn't know I ever needed. Came out of nowhere last week. The New Day showing up on NXT and ended up challenging pretty deadly for the NXT Tag Team Championship. And got the match set for Deadline. And that match was one of the most entertaining tag matches I've seen all year. And we talked about Pretty Deadly being pretty well set for the main roster. You could put them on SmackDown or Raw tomorrow. But this match itself proved that that they get it they get what wwe is they understand pro wrestling in a technical sense but they understand sports entertainment with one of the best tag teams that is you know the company's ever produced i did not expect to like this as much as i did 
Oh yeah, this was amazing. Like it was just you know, it like you said, like the moment the new day came out, and that segment on NXT the week before, like there's a difference between the performance center and an arena, right? Mm-hmm. The theme song wasn't loud enough. Like yeah. you didn't get that initial like the it's a new day. Yes, the boom, been, yeah, 10, you know, ten times louder to really get that surprise pop and everything, but got pretty deadly. Like, like when they sold, when new day came out, like they are just light years ahead of so many talents, even on the main roster, they're ready to move up. They're, 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 ready. they're ready. They're ready. This um, feud you could put on SmackDown this oh yeah. week. And it'd be and better than anything any- the Viking Raiders have done. Anything exactly have done this. Um, they, they get, they get it. They get they do. not tag team wrestling, but they get sports entertainment. Like they get they, both. And they're also, they get both. Team. In fact, the only drawback about them as a tag team is their finisher sucks. But besides that, like everything else they do is, is, is fantastic. A lot of people forget about the first time they won the NXT tag team titles. Cause they did it so quickly. People forget that they're two time champions, but mm-hmm. This was, we should have known right away the New Day was going to win because the whole Triple Crown thing, right? Um, the New Day, one of the most accomplished tag teams in the history of this thing. And, uh, and, and the Street Profits have it and FTR has it, but the New Day doesn't. And so it just made perfect sense to, to give them that, especially because we don't need to see the New Day and the Usos again. We just don't. No, I, that, and that's such a valid point. Like we know right now the Usos are tied up in their own things. So the tag team divisions on, you know, Raw and SmackDown are kind of at a standstill. So to bring the New Day back down to NXT, um, to, to have this match and hopefully longer term feud was pretty deadly. I don't know. Um, it looks like right now, uh, you know, there's some other challengers stepping up to the plate for the tag titles, but this felt like the beginning of something that you could do. You could just do more of, you could do it everywhere, you know, not just within NXT, but they could show up on any show and, you know, they, and, and really draw and they played to, both the strengths of the New Day. The New mm-hmm. Day can be hilarious, but they can also be kind of incredible in the ring and pretty deadly just match that. Um, and yeah. they just played this incredible foil to Kofi and Xavier. You um, could, and I also think this... this Go ahead. Well, so you could literally use this to move pretty deadly to the main roster and yes. then have them come back to challenge the New Day as we approach Dan and deliver. Yes. Like, do the opposite. And, yeah. and it would make perfect sense and they would get a baby face reaction returning to NXT. Um, so I think, yeah, cause they're ready and I don't know what else there is for them to do in NXT other than work new day some more. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens and where they go pretty deadly. I did not like them when they first showed up. Um, didn't really like them in NXT UK all that much, but they, I mean, I feel completely different about that now and have for, especially the second title reign. Um, I am fucking entertained. Yes. yes. I'm, I am very um, sports I'm, entertained. I am so fucking sports entertained. They are perfect. But, they are perfect for but, WWE. They are yeah. perfect for any era. Nothing. They would work in the 80s. They'd work in the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. They'd work in the Ruthless Aggression Area. They work now. They would work all the time. Then anytime. now then now forever. Pretty they deadly. should go down. They're, they're too old for this. <laughs> But they should beat New Day and Usos records and be like the greatest tag team of all time. They probably won't because <laughs> of the late start they <laughs> no, got. They can't. But um, they have a bit of a head start. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just I I did not expect to like this match as much as I did. But with both just the tag team dynamic and just the entertainment value of it, you know, the back and forth, the twerking battle, the uh, it was just the, the, the Eddie spot, the four-way Eddie spot, which yes. I never knew I needed, but here so we good. are. Especially when, uh, well, I don't know if it was Elton throwing it at Prince or, or, or Elton throwing it at Kit or Kit throwing it at Elton, but that part was hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah, he it just, his own partner as if he was going to get yeah, his own partner. It's, it's so stupid. It's and so then Kofi dumb, just throwing it up in the middle of everybody yes. and then falling over. That was, we should never see that spot again, obviously, because now it's No, been, no, no, because you can't do it. But, but the it was fact beautiful. that but the fact that you could do it in a four, like in a tag match, never yeah. thought that they pulled it off. So I, I think that this too is also such a great blend of, you know, I get what NXT was trying to do when we had the 2.0, uh, bringing in that element of, you know, what you would expect to see on Raw and SmackDown. Um, and it made sense that, you know, NXT is always 
before that was this very serious, you know, like banger type of, of match where you had, you know, the best wrestling and all, almost all of pro wrestling happening in NXT. Yeah. But I didn't always translate when you moved people to Raw and SmackDown. So at the end of the day, WWE is wrestling entertainment, you know, yeah. it's sports entertainment. And if you can't have that element in your, you know, kind of consistent in your product, you're going to kind of lose the essence of what the company is at a core. And so I think that bringing in some of, you know, talent from Raw and SmackDown to NXT to do certain things has been great to elevate. You know, we talked about Mandy Rose being kind of that prototype, but even seeing Apollo Crews, uh, now Drew Gulak is coming down. We saw Ray and Dominic do that for a few shows. Dolph has done that. You know, people who you could just easily bring in for a little snippet, do their thing, um, and and then come out of it. I think New Day is someone that uh, can do that. Not that yeah. they need to, because you know, but I also think that at the same time it is necessary to have kind of their presence. And as for someone like you've talked about, you know. You, we can't do the New Day and Usos over and over and over again. They have to do something new. So why not bring them in NXT and you have such an incredible foil with Pretty Deadly that just people instantly hate them. You know, it's very clear heel and face, but also a team that understands entertainment Yes, in the same way that the New Day does. The only thing that made no sense to me about this match was they hit their finisher and then Kofi tags in Xavier Woods and Xavier Woods makes the pin. Without hitting another offensive move. And that I don't, I don't, yeah. There was last something- around, and supposedly it's because Woods, Woods cares about things different than most people. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, Big E wanted to be world champion. Kofi, they all wanted him to be world champion. Woods wanted to be king of the ring. Woods was sad that he never got to win a championship in NXT. And so mm-hmm. the whole reason they did that was because, and maybe they timed it weird with the tags, and so it wasn't supposed to be that way. But Kofi tagged Woods in because they because Woods wanted to be the one to get the pin because it was in NXT and they were winning an NXT title. Uh, but it just looked weird, right? Yeah. You, you hit the finisher. Why in the hell would Kofi especially tag for out? a team as accomplished? You would think that yeah. you know they would just go for the for the pin, but you know, all's well. So I thought that part was weird, but I, from what I understand, it is because. They wanted Woods, like they being the New Day, wanted mm-hmm. Woods to get the pin. And the New Day has their things. Like they said, they all refused to ever win a championship at a certain point until Kofi won the title. And then they were like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll do more more championships now. And Woods won a King of the Ring. Like all of it, they just got their things. And this was just one of their things. So small point struck me as weird. But then when I found out why, I didn't like it because it, it kind of you know hurt the finisher a little bit. Hurt pretty deadly, but pretty deadly can overcome. It's not, not a big deal. Yeah. We got short memories anyways, wrestling fans. Yeah. So everybody else is remembering all the other elements of that match. So exactly. that's, that's the good small, news. Small piece. Yeah. Yeah. Good news there. So, um, but yeah, overall great uh, debut for NXT deadline in the Irish Survivor Challenge matches. We have a new NXT women's champion in Roxanne Perez, new NXT tag team champions in the new day. And who knows? We will see what comes ahead for yeah. uh, the NXT champion and much, much more as we head into New Year's Evil and Vengeance Day. Uh, both uh, New Year's Evil coming in early January and then uh Vengeance Day in February. So we got time to build up to those, but a new landscape, a new year for NXT coming into the horizon. And we've got you covered here on the hashtag Miranda show. So thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Me, myself, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter ever. I left Twitter before it was cool and then didn't ever join. So uh, not on anything else, just, just Instagram and Facebook, but you can follow oh. Greg at, uh, no, not at Josh Greg at uh, Greg DeMarco 44. Yes. Yes. Greg DeMarco 44 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can follow the chair shot at chair shot media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And Greg, can you let our listeners know where they can find information on impact zone wrestling, IZW? Of course they can go on social media at IZW wrestling AZ for Arizona. That's IZW wrestling AZ and IZW wrestling.com. Don't forget to support your local independent wrestling promotions by going to their shows like IZW Presents Monster 
on February 25th uh, at the Horny Toad in Glendale. Make sure you get your tickets now. Second row of VIP has been made available, so you've gotten a second chance at life, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to take it. Yes, first time ever we got our second row for uh, Monster, as well as our main event announced. Main event, Evan Daniels versus EJ Sparks. Uh, you can also follow IZW on social media. That doesn't cost you a thing. Uh, and you can also purchase IZW merchandise, specifically IZW t-shirts at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Uh, but make sure to support your local independent wrestling promotions and wrestlers by buying their merch, following them on social media, buying tickets for their next event, uh, you know, sharing their flyer or poster, whatever it may be, all the little things count so we add this for this week's episode but we will be back with you next week so for greg marco i'm miranda morales thank you all so much for listening and don't forget to keep it soft style you just made the list shut your dumb mouth of war games war games war games TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.